Hello from Awakenai country, this is Tim McCardle, Leroy Junior Senior High School Principal, and welcome back to another edition of Principal McCardle's Weekly Update Podcast. We have an awesome show in store for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing from our Awakenites. All right, next up on the podcast this week, I'm really excited to spotlight a, an unbelievable learning experience that happened this week in our school, and that was our annual mock interview day. And each year, our business department uh, runs a mock interview day uh, where students compete uh, to get uh, a job. And in the past, we've invited uh, multiple organizations and businesses into the building, and we actually have face-to-face hot seat uh, interviews. But unfortunately, this year, uh, with you know, with COVID and our regulations, we weren't able to do that, and that's where Mr. Pollard uh, cranked it up a notch and made some unbelievable connections uh, with uh, nine uh, companies and organizations to save the mock interview competition day. And uh, it was an unbelievable virtual experience that happened uh, that had over seventy of our students uh, interviewing uh, with nine different organizations and giving them that experience of job and career skills, which is so important. And the course is uh, career financial uh, management. And I'm excited to have a couple students and Mr. Pollard here. I'm gonna have everyone introduce themselves and then we'll jump into some questions. I'm uh, Jack Tonzi, I'm a sophomore and I interviewed for the position of ticket sales representative at Blue Cross Arena. I'm Alexa Miller, I'm in 10th grade. Um, I interviewed for food service worker at Darien Lake. I'm Mr. Pollard. I'm one of the business teachers here at Leroy. So thank you guys for joining the podcast. And uh, uh, we'll start with you, Mr. Pollard. Talk to us about just the importance of not letting this fall through the crack, you know, in, in, in what is a tough time. Um, and, and, and why, you know, did you go this route, you know, to create this learning experience? Yeah, I definitely want to give a shout out to Mrs. Ford first, because I believe she was the one that started it years ago. And to this day, she still helps kind of on the behind the scenes and planning and organizing it because it is a quite the undertaking to get this thing set up. But so many things have been taken away from students this year. So this is an opportunity for them to kind of, uh, you know, experience enormously in a normal school year with this competition. So it's one of the events I look forward to. It's one of the hands-on experiences that is useful for our students. So I wanted to kind of continue that. And we were able to accomplish that over Zoom. And, you know, and the logistics of it was that there was nine actual positions. Students were divided into each group. And then the, uh, the employer from that business did the interview one-on-one on Zoom um, and then selected the winner out of the pool of candidates that they each had. As far as the, you know, pr- you know, the preparation that you had students do, talk about, you know, what you did to kind of lay the groundwork to prepare students for what might have been their first actual Face, you know, uh, face-to-face or Zoom interview. Yeah, and oftentimes it is the first time they sit down, actual interview one-on-one with a business professional. So uh, we do a lot of prep work. We spend a few weeks preparing, not only learning about the interview process, the back end of it from a human resources perspective, but we also kind of dive into the tips and tricks of how to be successful, some of the things that employers are looking for, and then we do a ton of practice. I mean, it's just like any other skill. I, I use the analogy of sports. I mean, we show up and we just practice the heck out of it just so that we're well prepared for when the actual uh, performance is. And then it's just going through the motions that we practice throughout the 
uh, courses. So by that point, I mean, it's still a little nerve wracking. You know, you're still up in the batter's box. It, you get the nerves going, but uh, hopefully all the experiences and practices pay off. Kind of. So Alexa, let's talk, let's, let's start with you first. You want us for the food service. Um, you, you know, mentioned before we came on that your mom is a, is, is a hiring agent herself. And, uh, you know, so as far as your mindset going into this activity, this learning experience, you know, going to the practice, you know, what, what were some of the things that you were working on or things that you wanted to improve before you got to your interview? Well, uh, I remember um, we, we were like looking over uh, like how to properly do interviews. And so in class, we would interview each other. And I really don't like talking about myself a lot. So it was kind of hard to talk about myself. And my mom just kind of sat me down and she was like, all right, just write down a bunch of things that, you know, you kind of think about yourself and then we'll put it together and just keep it by you when uh, you're having the interview. So that's kind of what I did. Yeah, that's a, and that's a great strategy. I think a lot of people, you know, have that same struggle as, you know, having to sell yourself, right? It's easy to kind of sell other things, but to maybe talk about yourself might not be the most natural thing to do. Um, and Jack, you know, I know in some of the classes you guys did some videoing uh, practice where you actually videoed yourself, um, you know, to then watch back. I mean, in, in, in keep us at that practice level, what were some of the things that you were looking at or that you maybe saw, geez, I got to improve uh, as you're going through the practice of Mr. Pollard's class? Yeah, so I think that I really wanted to improve on not adding fillers into my speech and really seeming as fluent as I could not using the words um or you know, that was on the grading rubric also. And just coming off like naturally genuine about the job and the interest I had in the job I was going for. Yeah, I think that's something that I struggle with myself using those two words uh, you know, as I'm trying to right now um, you know, on this podcast. So that's, that's, a great, that's a great goal. And if you can be as smooth you know, without those, I mean, that, that's huge. Uh, Jack, talk to us about like, why did you choose the job that you went for um, and, you know, what, what was, you know, interesting for you to go in that direction? I think that the market of sales and just that area is really something I've always been interested in. I love the person skills it comes with and the social aspect and really interacting with a lot of people. And then along with that being with the Blue Cross Arena, which is a sports background, which I, I mean, I love all the like local teams and my guy, actually, um, Josh Swan, he interacts with the Bills and the Sabres and the Pagulas and just getting to know him through that was really, really a cool experience and all the benefits that brings working there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and speaking of large places, Alexa, you were going to Darien Lake, which, you know, a lot of people have been there. How cool was it to kind of be going for a job actually with a person that runs, you know, this portion of Darien Lake? I mean, like, how did that make you feel and what was that experience like? Um, it was kind of like nerve wracking a little bit because I've only been to Darien like, like twice in my life. So just kind of like seeing, kind of like behind the scenes, it was like one interesting and two, two kind of weird. <laughs> um, what would you say, Alexa, was the, was the toughest question that you were asked or maybe you struggled with the most or maybe, you know, or was just kind of like, wow, I had to think about that one. Um, the toughest question that was asked was how would you be if like someone came up to you and started yelling at you and originally what I wanted to say was I would just like step back and start crying but 
I had to say like, no, I would take a deep breath and then just kind of re-guide them to someone else who can't actually take that, so. That's a great answer to that question. How about you, Jack? What would be the toughest one that you faced? I'd actually think that asking them the questions was one of the harder parts for me, figuring out what questions to ask them to come across as a good candidate. And what I did was I really sat down with my dad, who is into that. He hires people all the time, interviews, and we went over some good ideas about what I could ask him. And really the best one I came across was asking about the culture of Blue Cross Arena and how it's different from other places he'd worked before. That's a great that, that, that's a great question. Did he like were you impressed with his answer? Like what what was his response? I was. I mean, it was a great answer. He compared it. He said just out of college he actually worked with the 76ers organization and he really compared it from being in the major leagues and then working with the minor leagues and it's really two different environments you can work in. Hmm. That's great. Alexa, what what's your takeaway from this experience? I mean, it's something that I'm assuming you haven't had a lot of experience in. Now having done this, you know, this type of learning at school, I mean, like, what does this do to you and, and, and what are you looking forward to moving forward? Well, first, I'm just really glad that I can actually, like, learn stuff that I need to know as an adult. So job interviewing is one thing that I definitely need to know as an adult. So I'm thankful that I can learn that. Um, one thing I can take away from this is probably I have to work on talking to other people. <laughs> so, uh yeah. <laughs> well, here you are on a podcast yeah. <laughs> doing exactly that, and you're doing a great job. So, I mean, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have to have you back on the podcast anytime because you're pretty natural here. So, I, I like that you're you're tough on yourself, though. That's the, that's a good character. Um, Jack, how about you? I really think that this project or this assignment was really useful for everybody because even if you're not in your comfort zone or if you feel like you're in your comfort zone talking to other people. You get to realize your strengths and weaknesses at that and moving forward in your post-secondary options or going through your high school career, really helping you hone in, hone in on those skills to make you the best interviewer you could be. Yeah, outstanding. And I think, um, is there one thing, you know, we have Mr. Mr. Pollard here. What would be one piece of advice that he gave you or something that you did in learning in this process that really stood out from his instruction that he gave you? We'll put, him, we'll put you guys on the spot with him sitting right here. Jack, what, what would be one of those pieces that, you, that really something that will stick with you? I really think that he gave us a lot of like off the cut questions. Like if what animal, if, uh, if you were an animal, what would you be? And I think doing those questions really made you more comfortable with the more simple questions. Like what are your greatest strengths? What are your greatest weaknesses? It really cast the wide net. So it made you like able to take anything they're going to throw at you. Nice. Um. Sorry, what was the question? So the question was, is, was there anything specific that Mr. Pollard had you guys work on that really helped you or that, you know, propelled you to having some success? So he had us record ourselves on our phones during uh, one of the interviewing uh, practices. And watching back, I noticed that I like fidget with my hair a lot and like I'm kind of bouncing a little bit too. And just something that... I mean, I'm even bouncing right now out of like a nervousness, but um, that's something that I have to work on with like fidgeting. So well, I'll tell you what, it's tough to, you know, film never lies, but it's such a great tool to be able to evaluate where you're at. And, the fa and that takes a lot of courage to, you know, film yourself and look back and reflect. And you guys 
obviously just crushed it. And it's great to have you guys, you know, walk us through this because what a valuable, you know, experience this was. And uh, to have that many students go through those many professionals was, was great for our school. Last question, Mr. Pollard, um, you know, as far as, you know, we obviously will, you know, at this point, if you're listening to this, you can go onto our social media and have seen the winners that will be, that, are, that were posted on Thursday afternoon. Um, but to me, everyone is a winner going through this experience. What, what would you say, Mr. Pollard, like in looking at this group of 70 plus students that you worked with, you know, that is like the number one thing that they should be thinking about, you know, moving forward to improve on, you know, an area that is something that is going to help push them or propel them within this area. Yeah, just the, I mean, interviewing is a skill, we kind of talked about that a little bit, but just communication is such a useful skill to have going forward, whether, I don't care what career, if you're going into the trades, you're going into business, you're going into, you know, art, you're going into finance, whatever the field you're going into, you got to be able to communicate. And I think it's just a really useful skill to be able, especially in the culture that we live in, to be able to sell yourself in a positive manner, um, because that's not something that comes natural to a lot of people. So there's some of those soft skills that you learn through the communication going through this process. I think it's, you know, so valuable. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys taking some time to be on the podcast this week and sharing what was a, you know, an awesome experience. And I look forward to seeing what, what happens next for you guys and build off of this success. So thank you for being guests. All right, next up on the podcast this week, I'm really excited to continue our alumni spotlight. And this week, I'm not talking to anyone across the country or someone out of town. I'm talking to an alumni right here uh, in my office because I'm excited to have Hannah Ball, uh, formerly known as Hannah Miller, class of 2014 grad, uh, that is here doing an internship. So we're excited to have Hannah. Hannah, welcome uh, to our podcast this week. It's great to be here. Thank you. So uh, Hannah is, is going through a really cool um, program uh, to be a dietitian, uh, dietitianary, uh, and it's a, a really exciting uh, journey to, to do this profession. And uh, her journey here has stopped in our cafeteria. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, how that journey is and what her goals are, but is really excited to have her back here. Hannah, why don't you talk, uh, just start us off with, um, you know, what are your, what your aspirations, what you're working towards here with the program, and why, uh, and why are you here back in Leroy? Okay, so uh, I, clearly, I want to be a dietitian, and that entails doing an internship um, to go to different um, facilities, uh, throughout Rochester. Uh, right now I'm in my food service rotation, which uh, is required to be in a school setting. Um, and here I will, I am working with um, the food service director and um, doing more of the management part of food service, um, figuring out how to, um, how the um, food service runs, how students go through the line, get their food, um, and uh, then cash out, but during the pandemic, it's it's free till June. Um, but I deal with the nutrition um, program, the food service nutrition program um, that creates what nutrition we provide for the students. And I determine, okay, is that uh, nutritional enough for the students? Is there anything I can do um, to help the students 
come into the cafeteria more and um, actually eat the food, like the food, uh, be satisfied with what they're getting. Yeah, and it's and I think you know I was kind of blown away with in, in talking to Hannah before this, just how much um, you know schooling and experience you know comes under this you know under this umbrella for you know for for this certification for this degree, and it, it it's pretty impressive. Why don't you talk us through you know kind of your under undergrad and and how you got matched and and how that program is is rolling for you right now? Okay, yeah, uh, so I had a little bit of a different road. I, I did um, an online-based uh, program. I did two years at Monroe Community College for my science-based classes and my general elective classes. Um, and then I decided to do online distance program and got um, accepted into University of Alabama and did two more years there um, as many classes as I could stuff in a year. Um, and then I graduated from there, December, I think it was 2019. And then I had to do an internship and that requires you to find all of your preceptors, which a preceptor is someone who's willing to work with you, usually a former dietitian or food service director. Um, and you have to find those, line them all up, and have them ready so when you apply for your internship, they know that you're, you're ready to do your internship um, when the time starts. So I had to apply to my internship and um, then get matched uh, a couple months later, and I got matched with Utah State University. And um, that's a very stressful process of getting matched. It, it requires a lot. Um, and then I matched with a program that was um, also a distance program. You can do on-campus program, but um, for me, distance was easier. Um, but, sorry, what was I saying? Um, the internship, I did a seven-month-long internship, which is like probably the quickest internship you can do. Um, it's very uh, heavy in research projects and lesson plans. Um, it can go up to a two-year um, program and you can get your master's program. Um, all of the internship programs do include part of a master's but not a full master's. So I won't have my full master's when I'm out of here. Um, and then next I will have to take my board's exam and then I will officially be able to say that I'm a dietitian. Yeah, that's awesome, and and I think it just shows the perseverance that you've had through the process to you know to you know obviously having to set up a lot of this on your own and and learn you know online, which is now everyone's doing it. You know, you, yeah. know, you kind of say a different way. Well, it's kind of like this is the the going thing, right? You, you're right. kind of a trend center here. <laughs> um, talk to us about you know what what it's been like being back here. You know, she's she's working on both of our buildings. Uh, Lori Locke, our food director, who we've had on the podcast uh, multiple times. And what has it been uh, being back, working with the team, kind of seeing you know behind you know the curtain, so to say, and and you know what's your observations been. Uh, I do love being back here, being able to see everyone and kind of being able to, being able to talk to them a little differently. Um, besides being a student underneath them, I feel like I'm working with them as like a team member. 
Um, so it's really enjoyable being able to work with all these people and seeing all the staff um, and how they work together. Um, being at the little school, uh, it's different than being up here. Um, it's a little bit of a different atmosphere, but um, I definitely enjoy both. Um, and I love being able to see the students. Uh, some of them I've seen in daycare before when I worked <laughs> at daycare. Um, or some of them I've just seen out and about or know from um, being in the community. So it's, it's fun getting to see familiar faces. And as far as, uh, you know, the, the, the nutrition level of our, of our meals, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, our students are huge proponents and, and are, are big fans of our school lunches. And I think, you know, we have quite the diversity of options and obviously in, in a normal year, even more options, you know, um, you know, as far as what you've seen, I mean, what, what, what's your take on, you know, the, what we're offering and, what, and the type of nutrition level that our, our kitchen is pumping out each day? Yeah, they definitely work hard for to provide good nutrition and um, kind of be creative with what they uh, put out for the food for the students. Um, I have definitely seen a lot of effort here um, and they definitely provide good nutrition than at other schools that I have been to and heard about um, where the even the food service workers that I talk to at other schools, they're like, they they are able to eat that type of food they're like the nutrition is really that good so yeah Leroy has a very good nutrition program here awesome and what uh as far as like your end game your goal I mean once you complete your program like what's your dream job what what are you aspiring uh to be if you could choose you know any of those options uh, so I definitely am into preventative care. A lot of dietitians first go into the hospital and work for a couple years. Um, I may do that. I may not. Who knows with this pandemic right now. Um, but my dream would be to open up my own practice, which I will be working towards right off the bat um, with working probably in the long-term care setting. Um, which right now is probably not the nicest area to work um, as a worker, but um, I do like the slower paced um, setting where you get to see end results with your nutrition instead of in the hospital where patients are there for one one week or two weeks max. So I will definitely hopefully have my own business um, near where I live. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, being back here must bring back some, you know, some good memories. I mean, what, uh, you know, 2014, you were a part of um, my first uh, graduating class as a principal. So it was great to, uh, you know, to see you back here and uh, brought back, you know, that first year for me, uh, which was just an awesome year. And you guys had a great class. Uh, you know, what are some of the highlights, you know, as a student that you had and, and, and things that when you're here that, you know, you flash back to? Uh, well, I did love our sports teams and, and how, like, um, we were such a team and we always came to support each other. So I loved going to the sports events. Um, I loved, I was a, a geek, like a nerd um, for the music department. Um, and I also loved my art class. So um, we, I guess we really had some, some good teachers that made it, um, kind of memorable being here so that was that was really good to have and I mean where you are for the school being in school for so many years it definitely has an impact on you later in life so 
they've definitely impacted me here. So, well, your your legacy has has uh, continued, especially in our art program. I know Mr. Kokitis has uh, has kept one of your pieces, or has a picture of one of your pieces that he uses as an example each year. And it was cool for him to actually, I don't know if he's shown, if he has told you that or shared that with you, but uh, how cool is that to, to have that, you know, and, and what is that piece? You know, why don't you share with people that haven't seen it, uh, you know, what, what that piece is that he shares and, uh, you know, how cool that is for you. Yeah, that does make me feel special that he, he still um, shows my piece around to the students. Um, as an example, um, it was a three-piece tiger and I used a technique where it was kind of, it looked 3D. Um, so you would be able to see the hair on the tiger. Um, and it was just the tiger head, so it was split up. Um, we, I did the picture and then we cut it into three pieces. And I, I really enjoyed doing that piece. I definitely am a perfectionist, so it takes me long to do art pieces. So I was definitely proud of it. Yeah, it's an awesome piece. And do you uh, do you have any time to uh, create? And uh, in, in, you know, you're a mom now. Uh, you know, like is, is is that part of your life or? Um, if I get a second <laughs> on a weekend, maybe sometimes. Um, maybe back then more than now, since I do have a child and I'm in my internship, which is very <laughs> intense. But yeah. Um, yeah, I do have a couple pieces around my house that I have made myself. Um, and I like having my own artwork because it's what I want in my house. So, yeah, it, it's still very calming to me, relaxing. Um, so if I ever need me time, that's definitely what I would do. Cool. And last question, uh, you know, what's life as a mom? Talk to us about, you know, you know, you know you're, you're in a great club. Uh, you know, what's that part of your life been for you? I love being a mom. I wouldn't regret it. Um, my daughter's name is Emma, and she is one year old. And I thankfully got to stay home with her for about seven months of her life before I started my internship. And um, just how they grow so quickly is just a delight to watch. And I mean, even when they hit one, they're getting their personality even more. They're starting to hit more milestones quickly. Um, I just love being able to, like she, she definitely will make you smile every day <laughs> just because she's so, amused by everything so yeah i enjoy being a mother and um her father is also a very good dad and enjoys playing with her that's awesome well it's really cool to to, to have this conversation with you and, and you know we're real proud of everything that you've done and um and it's great to have you back here and impacting our kids and you know you i mean people think oh you're, you're doing an internship you're kind of just you know, helping, looking around, but you literally are, you know, one of the team. And I think that, you know, our team learns from you just as much as you learn from them. So uh, we wish you nothing but the best uh, moving forward and, uh, you know, keep reaching those dreams and get that business and, and enjoy being a mom. So thanks so much for coming on the podcast and coming back. Thank you. I appreciate it. And come see me if uh, you stop to get lunch. Next up on the podcast this week, I'm excited to uh, move the spotlight back to our winter sports. Uh, we did uh, varsity swimming a couple weeks ago, and uh, we 
aren't running winter sports in some of our areas, but in others we are. And uh, boys basketball uh, is under the spotlight today. And uh, boys basketball is uh, under the current guidelines a uh, high-risk sport, and they're currently not playing. Uh, they are able to do open gyms, and we're going to talk about how they've been moving through uh, doing that and continuing the spirit of the basketball program. We also will be looking to uh, spotlight our other winter sports, uh, one of them being our winter track program, which is able to uh, compete uh, virtually and uh, also kicked off uh, this week as well. So stay tuned for uh, them in the coming weeks. I'm going to have our uh, 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 crew here introduce themselves. I got Coach Wyman, and then we'll let the players introduce themselves. Uh, go ahead, Coach. Coach Wyman here, varsity boys basketball coach, varsity tennis coach, and girls modified soccer coach. Thanks for having us on. I'm Andrew Loftus. I'm a senior, and I play football, basketball, and track. I'm Cody. I'm a senior, and I also do football, basketball, and track. Thanks, guys. I'm, uh, I'm surrounded by greatness here. So, uh, Coach Wyman, why don't you talk us through, um, you know, kind of the journey that's been basketball, you know, so far. Uh, you guys have been going now for, you know, a few months. Uh, walk us through kind of what we're able to do and what you've been doing. So we started workouts on November 10th going one day a week. We were going every Tuesday. Um, you know, the state fortunately allowed us to do that at least. Uh, we, we came in and we did the recommended guidelines with screening and taking the temps. And then, so the guys, they can work out with their own basketball and they can't pass, pass the basketball to each other. So it does make the game a little bit more difficult when you can't do those things. But we have been able to uh, rep our dribbling our shooting, we're passing off a wall. So the fundamentals have greatly improved. Uh, we just hope soon here that we can take that next step to being able to at least pass the basketball and get into the, the game of basketball. And starting this week, you've, you've kind of upped your repetition as far as how many people are, are or how many practices you're having and, and, and talk us about how you're scheduling that. Yeah, so before it was one day a week, we had the JV and varsity guys come in together for 45 minutes. And then after that, we had the 7th and 8th grade kids come in um, for 45 minutes as well. So now we're switching it so that the kids can go twice a week. They're in their cohorts with Team Awaka, Team Jello. So now we have a mesh of 7th through 12th grades. We don't, we only, we're going with a one slot. We can get everybody in the one slot there. Um, so that, that's unique that they, that they get to work with. The, the 7th graders get to see these, these upperclassmen, especially this group that we have coming back, how, how talented they are. So it, I think it's motivating for those 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 seventh and eighth grade kids, ninth grade kids to see how hard these guys work, and then to show what it takes to compete at that level. And like you said, uh, the roster that was coming back this year, uh, you know, for this season was fully loaded, um, and and just a, a unbelievable roster. And you know, we still have hopes that we're going to get some guidance that's going to allow us to get into into game play in, in some sort of a season. Um, you know, I got Cody Lytle here, had, almost had to duck his head to get into, the, into my office. Uh, you know, Cody, if you saw any basketball last year, uh, you saw dunks, uh, you saw some, you know, uh, air walking. Um, Cody, talk about, you know, just kind of how you're approaching, um, you know, these, these open gyms and, and preparing yourself for the unknown. You know, what's, what's been your mindset? Um, really, for the open gyms, I've been treating them like a practice, just get better every time. And then for the season coming along, I really think it could happen and just be ready for it at any time. 
Now, as far as just kind of how you've you've seen yourself improve here since November, um, you know, talk about some of the some of the the drills that that you like doing or, or things that you're really focusing in on your own game. Oh uh, well, again, if you watch the right basketball, you know I can't shoot the ball too well, so that's really been a focus for me this off season, working on the three point shot mid range, and I don't know, it's really helpful. Nice. And Andrew, uh, you know, also coming back, uh, you know, as a senior, had a really breakout year last year. I mean, um, you know, one of the one of the most exciting nights, uh, you know, was him not having one but but two buzzer beaters, uh, you know, in the same game, which we captured that on video. And I and I when, when I was there, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen that in my life to see a person get two. So let's just go right back to that, Andrew. Like, talk to me about that night. What do you remember about that game? Um, and I forget who we played. So give us a little, you know, give us a little setback of how that was last year. Yeah. So we were playing Wayland Cohocton. It was the first round of sectionals, and early in the game, unfortunately, Cody went down with a broken arm, and so I realized someone on our team had to step up, and I tried my best to do that. And although the game was super special for me. Um, the end result was still a loss, and that failure has kind of stuck with me and been a motivating factor throughout this off season. And I was really looking forward to getting the chance to revenge that this year. Yeah, and that that night was, uh, you know, it was obviously a painful night, you know, in in multiple ways. Obviously, with with Cody, that's the last game he played here, and that's the last game that you know the rest of the team played. But you know, it, it was it was a, that part of of seeing you step up, you know, was really special. Um, and to see you guys try to rally for Cody, you know, in his honor that night was 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 pretty impressive. Talk to me about your individual workouts, uh, you know, since November. What have you been focusing on? Um, you know, what are what are some of the parts that you kind of look forward to when you get in the gym? Outside of school, um, one of our new teammates moved into the district this year, Mitchell Hockey. He has a basketball court in his barn out at his house in Warsaw, and that's been a great tool for improving our game but as far as the open gyms uh, it's been nice because basketball is it's a really high octane game so there's not as much time in the season and in practice to work on the small fundamental skills and just focusing in on those little skills has really made my game a lot better so far this year. Absolutely and I think that you know hopefully we'll be able to get back out on the court uh, because I would love to have our community see these guys play, and especially you know our seniors. Um, and, you know, and it's just just uh, you know we're we're holding our breath you know for that. Coach Wyman, what's you know what's been kind of the way to keep these guys motivated, keep these guys engaged? I mean, what, what what's how have you guys been trying to do that during this you know time that people just don't know what's going to happen next? Well, I I think that that loss to Waco in the in the quarters there um, has really motivated them like like Andrew just said uh there hasn't been a dip in our efforts with with open gyms and the workouts we so going since since November 10th you know we've done nine nine weeks of it and these guys come in and, and work really hard each and every each and every week and now they'll be going twice a week so um just continue to get better I thought I would have to give some uh more motivate more motivational speeches to them you know you do a lot of the similar things without being able to play but uh, these guys throughout the off season have just they've been so hungry to get back to that that stage that they got a taste of it you know quarterfinal we were the two seed hosting a seven seed and they were they were right there Cody goes down and and you know Andrews scores 37 puts the team on his back and we're, we're right there it's an electric atmosphere so 
even though that hurt that, that, that we lost, I think it, it has fueled that motivation with these guys and their, their maturation. I mean, just to, to take ownership of that and, and show the younger guys how hard to work has been, has been huge. So, so going forward now, we got the, the two, the two days a week, we're hoping, you know, each and every day that they say, Hey, not only do they say, Hey, we can start working on our, on passing the ball and, um, some other things in practice, we're hoping that they say, Hey guys, I think we're ready for a season here. Yeah. You know, we can maybe get, we can maybe get a six week season and play some local teams and, you know, maybe have that shot to get back and compete for a sectional title. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I think, you know, everyone is, uh, you know, is, is ready to, you know, implement good safety things to, to make this safe. We obviously had a really successful fall experience and I know these guys are football guys are, are also looking to you know be suiting up in March uh, for, you know for that fall two season that's on the horizon so a lot a lot of excitement um, Cody talk to me about dunking you know I think <laughs> like you know everybody you know anyone that's ever played basketball has always had the you know, the dream to dunk um, it's something that when you watch games on TV and Sports Center, you know we all ooh and ah. I know when you guys play video games, you know you love to dunk. I mean, like, but you can actually dunk. I mean, so like as the other three people here that you know maybe don't dunk as easy. Loft, is you dunking yet? I mean, are you getting Almost, close? Getting close. Almost. All right. So you know, Cody's just smooth with a dunk. I mean, like, like what is the art of dunking? Um, I actually don't have a good answer for that one, but I would just say. I don't know. You got to have some adrenaline going or something. You got to be ready for it. To re- I don't know. It's crazy. You feel like you're in the air for a good five minutes every time you do it. Do you have a favorite dunk uh, over the years? Uh, you know that that you that you can remember. Um, I would say against Hornell in Hornell last year. It was close game, battling back and forth between four six points. I think like the whole time. Got the. Fast break steal, took it down with two hands, then just slammed it, and then went down, and then got my nose broken. So, but it, it was still my favorite for sure. Yeah, the, the the highlight reel ends, you know, as you hang on the rim, and then we just stop it there because the yeah the nose was was you, you had a you had a bang up year last year. Yeah, that was crazy. Um. So all right. So let's do a. I'm gonna do a quick little round robin. A couple random questions just to get you guys, and they don't know what the questions are. Uh, just to kind of you know allow you to to get them know get, get to you know them a little bit better. Uh. So the so the first question, everyone's got to answer the same one, and that's gonna be your favorite uh, basketball to watch. So it's either gonna be college or or pro. Uh. And what team? All right, Coach Ryman. I would say high school basketball. LCAA. Wow. I, I, I watch okay. that the most, whether you're coaching your own team or, or scouting other teams. Not not much time during the season to watch, you know, the NBA guys walk up and down the court. <laughs> you know, the low the low level college is is fun to watch too. Yeah. D three, D two. Yeah. How about you, Joe? I would have to say college basketball at any level. I think in the NBA they don't play as much defense. For example, last night uh, the Cavs net score was like 147 to like 135. (laughs) It's just crazy, and I think every game is more meaningful in college basketball, which makes it a lot better to watch. You got a favorite team that you root for in college? It's going to have to be Syracuse, and obviously the past couple years they've been down, but hoping for a better season soon. Okay, how are you, Cody? And then uh, I'm going with the pros. I always try to watch my Lakers every night. Big Kobe fan growing up, and I've just stuck with them ever since. Okay. Uh, next question, and this might be an easy one for Cody, but uh, three-point shot or mid-range? The mid-range seems like a lost art. 
a lost art. Um, so we 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 shoot a we shoot a decent amount of threes. If if a player can rep that mid range shot and and knock it down, then we have no problem going. I I do love the mid range though. It's you haven't seen it in a while. Okay. A little step 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 back at the foul line. Lynn yeah. Greer from yeah. from Temple was awesome at it. Classic. I'm gonna have to go with Coach Wyman on this one and say the three point shot over the mid range. That's kind of the philosophy we've played under these past few years, and. It's kind of like if you're going to shoot from, you know, 15 feet out or so or that range, you might as well just take another couple of steps back and make it a three-pointer. Okay. And then I would say the three-pointer is very effective with most, but I'm more of a mid-range guy myself. I Usually a layup, if anything, but I can knock down a good 10-foot jumper if yeah. I need to. And a baseline guy, too. I mean, you're kind of a baseline, you know, mid-range guy. That's yeah. good. Yep. All right, next question. Go-to basketball sneaker. What is your go-to basketball sneaker? So you got to give us, you know, the brand, the style. Coach Wyman. I got to tell you, I saw Merritt Holly Jr. at workouts yesterday. He had these very colorful uh, shoes. And I said, what in, what in the world are those? He said, they're the, they're the Jolly Rancher <laughs> New Balances. Wow. That, that's what I got. I had never seen them before. I thought they were awesome. So I'm like, they're a little out of my price range, though, at 160. So. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the Kevin Durant 12s, the 12th edition of his shoe. Last year, I bought a pretty colorful pair. So I never got to wear them in games, but I wore them for practices and workouts, and they were a very comfortable shoe. Okay. I'm going with the Paul George one. It's four years old, but just got a new pair of them yesterday, and I'm ready to break them in. Okay, last question. Basketball shorts. You know, like, I mean, this is, this is a, it's been an interesting situation. You know, we're seeing some college teams that are literally purchasing the short short. Like, it's, it's their actual thing. They're not even having to, like, turn up the, the waistband. And then you still got some people there are going knee high. So the question is, if you were going to suit up today, are you going short, short, or are you going to the knee? Coach Wyman. I love the John Stockton short shorts. You know, it was fun to watch the 94 Arkansas Razorbacks with Scotty Thurman and company wear them down to their ankles. <laughs> but I feel like that short, short is more our style. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the short shorts. Whether it's in practice or in a game, I'm always rolling mine up. I just like the feel of it and kind of feels free and more loose, I would say. I agree. The short shorts, definitely more stylish, better breathability, and then that's about it. I'll tell you, I mean, there's some things I never thought I would ever see, you know, as a, as a sports fan, and that would be the short, short comeback. And the short, short comeback is no joke. It is back, and people are embracing it like no other. So impressive. Yeah, it was impressive to hear that. Well, listen, guys, I appreciate you coming on the podcast this week. You know, I give you all the credit to, you know, maintain good attitude during this time, making the best of this. And, you know, in our, in our messages, we're ready, you know, with, with, with whatever we can do to uh, get these guys to, to play under, this, under the safe uh, guidance. So we really appreciate your time and, and coming on the podcast this week. Thank you for having us. Thank, Thank you. you. We'll finish up the podcast this week with my social media pick of the week. This week, I'm going to go with all the posts that we did after school 
Uh, so many opportunities this week for Knights to stay after and participate in extracurriculars. We had some new things that started up this week. We had some other things continuing. Uh, but it's just what normally is a normal sight uh, to see Knights after school uh, was just so awesome to start that again. So I want to thank all of our club advisors and our coaches uh, that we have ramping up here. And it's all under the, you know, the safety guidelines, and we're really excited of the creativity uh, that our adults are, do, are creating these opportunities um, in pods and, and spaces, and it's just outstanding. So make sure to check it out. It's from the theater to the hallway to the gym um, and everything in between. Uh, we, we were there this week and excited to showcase those opportunities. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. I want to thank all of my guests. I uh, hope everyone enjoys the Buffalo Bills uh, run as a big fan. I can't wait to watch this week's game. So special to see us back in the AFC Championship game. So as always, from Oaxaca Night Country, go Knights, and we'll be back here next week.